Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Sorry about the delays in starting here. Wallace Chapman here. Now, scamming first up, one woman, a widow, alleges she was tricked into wiring $100,000 of her retirement savings. She lost it all. Should New Zealand banks front up more, or is it all on you to look after your money? It's a weekend like no other. If you're a sports fan, a new level of interest in the Warriors. We talk to a fan you all know who has been there from the beginning. Debate rages on how many Air New Zealand lollies it is acceptable to take. There's an easy answer, and that is one. And Consumer NZ revealed today how long your appliances should last. They reckon ovens and stoves 15 years. Question of the day, have you had an appliance last more than 20 years? 20 years. Text me, 2101, email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me for their views, their opinions, Catherine Robertson, author, co-owner of Good Books, chair of the Hawke's Bay Readers and Writers Trust. Kia ora, Catherine. Kia ora, Wallace. And lecturer at MIT, Steve McKay. Welcome, Steve. Hey, well, it's Catherine. How are you? Good to hear from you. I've not seen you in ages. How are you doing? No, and you're looking good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You too. Good to have you both on. Now, if you're interested in the latest political poll, that's just dropped. National are virtually unchanged from last month's Taxpayers Union Courier poll at 35%, while Labour down to 26.5%, another record low. Act is up 1.3 points to 14.3, and the Greens are up to 12.7%. Now, the smaller parties, New Zealand First, 3.9%, so down 1.9 points, and Māori Party on 2.9%, and top, they're on 2.7%. So that's the latest uh, political call among many. We haven't got time, so let's rock into it. Uh, Let's start with dad jokes. Now, we talked about the psychology of dad jokes yesterday and got a surprising amount of feedback and jokes also my kids love giving me stick about my play on words says someone humor plays a huge part in connecting and relating to each other so glenn uh gave me a good one what do you call a vision impaired dinosaur a do you think you saw us Don't look at me like that, Wallace. That's quite good, actually, wasn't it? That's, it's, quite, that's quite good. Well, one of my favourites is, what, what do you call a fish with no eyes? What? A fish. But then, it doesn't really work in New, in New Zealand. People go, I don't hear the difference. So it doesn't really play out very well with the accents. Yeah. Hey, now, um, on a more serious note, though, Jeanette wrote, I listened this morning to your panel from yesterday and I enjoyed it immensely. Your dad jokes made me laugh and cry because I recall my father who passed away a couple of years ago and he was the ultimate joker and gentleman and always the centre of our lives and even the dementia he suffered from. In his last years, could not take away his tendency to come out with some real doozy that cracked us up. He really delighted in having everyone laugh and all of us four children grew up with a good sense of humour as a result. Which is a nice reminder, isn't it, uh, Catherine, that humour goes a long way in life, doesn't it? Well, my dad was a terrible punster, or a good punster, I think he considered it. He used to make jokes about anything and we, we would wait for them. And I remember it was Commonwealth Games and all the countries were marching past. And Ghana went past, and he looked and he said, I was going to make a pun, but I won't. 
And it's just that's when we put the pillows Very over. Very good. The, the man was a hero. Yeah. No, they, they're, <laughs> they're, there's something connecting, isn't it, there about the, the bad pun. So we talked about dad jokes, and uh, we'll just finish up with this one um, because we've got a lot of response to this. Should school country, sorry, should school cross country be compulsory? Now, our guest, uh, Professor Holly Thorpe, said that there is a reason why they should perhaps be optional because they are triggering. And Warren said, I wasn't a particularly athletic or competitive kid back in the 80s, and I despised school sports. I'd do anything I could to get out of cross-country. There was no way in hell you'd get me to school on swimming sports day. So thankfully, my mother understood and was complicit in my sudden illnesses. Um, What do you reckon, Steve? Do you reckon there's a case for cross-country at school to be made optional or actually is it jolly well good for you? She'll be banned. It was horrific. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm having flashbacks even as we speak. It was, it, it, this whole entire conversation is deeply triggering, seriously. Living nightmare. Ban it immediately. So you're in the school of just um, cotton-wooling the kids from an early age. Well, no, I, I, no, that's not what I said, did it? I mean, you obviously know there, there is a world of difference between the two ends of your false dichotomy. But remember, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I was doing this in Manchester, which is one of the very few places in the world that makes Dunedin look like it's got a nice climate. Mud up to, I mean, I'm six foot three, mud up to my nostrils. Seriously, this was not a pleasant experience. And that was in the summer. If they made it in the winter, it would have been worse. What Horrible. about you? What do you think, Catherine? Well, I didn't have to do it at um, secondary school, but I remember doing it at Intermediate um, from Rawaroa, and it's on a hill, and we had to go down and then come up this godforsaken bloody hill. And I just used to walk. I was a whole bunch Mm. of us. We were quite happy. We just came in last and walked. But I'm sort of thinking, you know, should it be optional? I mean, I would have not done it at all. So maybe it can be like when they have marathons and things and you can walk as well as run. I would have walked happily. Yeah. Nice one, both. Okay, um, what have we got here? Time for I've been thinking. Catherine Robertson, take it away. Well, I've been thinking how happy I am to see spring. And um, just until about a minute ago, I was staring at a kingfisher, which was on our apricot tree, which is only about seven metres away from my window, and it was been swooping down and getting things off the lawn. And I was thinking that living most of my life in Wellington had hardened me to you know, seasonal things and bad weather. Um, but I think the last sort of 12 months of rain up here in Hawke's Bay has totally broken me. Uh, and I actually yeah. had seasonal affective disorder for the first time. And I'm so happy to see blossom and baby lambs and kingfishers, etc. I can only imagine, Catherine, what you folk are going through and that, 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 that happiness and still from a day's or a week's sunshine. I can relate to that being an Aucklander. Uh, the yeah. last week of sun we had was December of 2022, um, but today the sun is shining. It's wonderful. Thank you. Um, Steve McCabe, I've been thinking. Well, I've been thinking, as I often do, about tertiary education because it's a big deal in my life. You know, um, I'm a lecturer and I'm also big in the, in the tertiary education union. And, and there was a report on the RNZ website recently about the tertiary education commission complaining that my employer, Tapukenga, which is the, you know, the polytechnics of the country, isn't profitable. And, and I'm wondering, since when does education have to be profitable? Why is that the big deal? Why, why does education turn a profit? We don't expect the health service to turn a profit. They're not expecting, you know, like only the departments that make money out of their pay can get to do operations. The commission itself doesn't turn a profit. There's no ROI on the Tim Fowler, the head of the TEC, but for some reason he expects us to be profitable. He then complains that one of the reasons we're not is that uh, it's because our f- we're, we're not um, 
get enough funding. The TEC provides our funding. It's like chopping someone's legs off and complaining that they're too short. The TEC is not fit for purpose and either needs to be completely overhauled or scrapped so that the tertiary education section in this country... How would you fund it? uh, How would I fund it? Ask the polytechnics what they need and then give it to them. And how would I get that money? Let's see, there's the wealth tax that uh, the Greens have proposed, the capital gains tax that the Greens have proposed. Look, just ask the Greens, they know how to do this, mate. All right, Steve, thank you for that. Uh, Now, um, such a run of responses on... uh, uh, the appliances that have lasted longer than 20 years. Uh, I purchased a Shacklock fridge freezer in July of 1995. The fridge has been faithfully working ever since. And actually, I still use the butter conditioner, though the light gave up the ghost many years ago. I love my fridge, says Valerie. Uh, Another one here. Um, I have a 30-year-old turntable and amplifiers that still work perfectly and they sound Absolutely awesome. So I can't wait. That's our question of the day. Which appliances lasted uh, longer than uh, 20 years? What's thick and yellow and dangerous? Shark-infested custard. Custard. That's very good. That's (laughs) (laughs) The panel. What's brown and sticky, Wallace? I don't want to know. A stick.